Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixon.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. By my spirit. It's not by our own strength. It's not by our own might. And, and I'm telling you, folks, I know because I try to do it on my own so often. I'm a doer. I'm a, I'm a fixer. I'm a person that just likes to make, make it happen. And I get in there and I mess it up because I'm trying to do it in my own strength and not by His Spirit. And, and, it's, and it's, He's just revealing this to me to stop, stop trying so hard and just let me, just let me, by my Spirit, do what needs to happen. And I'm telling you, as I'm more and more, I'm releasing that and, and giving that on a daily basis up to him and really just turning more and more over and just stopping my trying to strive. I, I see things beginning to happen. And, uh, you know, in, in the supernatural. And so I, I want to share over the next four weeks, I want to share, you know, just a series of by my spirit, just messages that I feel like the Lord is laying on my heart that will help us in this, in this whole vein of walking by the Spirit, of allowing the Holy Spirit to have His way in our life. Um, today, it's, I'm going to go a direction that probably many of you wouldn't even think of, um, but I, I couldn't have thought of it either. I'm, it's by His Spirit. Amen? And so I'm going, okay, God, if this is where you want me to go, that's where I'm going to go. But it doesn't, in the natural, it didn't even make sense to me. But then as he began to reveal things, I began to see what he was trying to say to me. So turn with me to Judges chapter 6. And you're like, what? Old Testament? We're talking about by my spirit. What do, you know, what do, we're going to talk about Gideon today. Judges chapter 6 starting in verse 11. Now, I'm going to read through a lot of, these, of this chapter and next, the next chapter because I want us to really grasp what the Lord is really trying to speak to us about by my spirit. Okay? Y'all with me? Judges chapter 6, starting in verse 11. It says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth uh, at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, uh, Ab. Abizarite, can't hardly say that word, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Hmm. Can you hear that? Have you heard that before coming out of your mouth or in your mind? Gideon, Gideon's real. That's why I like him so much. He says, and, and where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do 
not I send you? And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. Now, I want to stop right there and us reading through this, and we're going to continue on in just a moment, so keep your finger there. But the first point I want to make is this. Our flesh is still with us. Even though we're wanting to go by my spirit, we need to understand our flesh is still right there with us. And you may not have spoken out like Gideon was so bold to talk to the angel of the Lord and say, the Lord has forsaken us. You left us here. You gave us over into the hands of Midian. What what are you doing, God? Amen? Amen? But maybe inside of our minds, deep down in our hearts, we're crying out the same thing. God, how can, how can you say by my spirit? How can you say that you're with me? How can you say that you want me to go do this? How can you call me a mighty warrior, a mighty man of God, when all this stuff is happening to me? Amen? You guys are awful quiet this morning. I need, I need some more response. Amen. His his flesh responded back to a direct word from the Lord to him. As we begin this walk with the Spirit, the same thing will more than likely happen to us. If it hasn't been, it will be. Because this is part of learning to walk in the Spirit is to understand that the flesh is still there and I have to overcome it. It's still going to speak to me. I don't care how spiritual you get, your flesh is still going to talk to you. It's still going to say things to you. We will hear what the Spirit is saying but respond from our flesh many times but if we ultimately respond with humility like Gideon did by saying please Lord how can I save Israel behold my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house he came back with you know God all this stuff is happening and I don't understand what you're saying you can't Call me a mighty man of God, a mighty warrior. You can't call me that when you've forsaken me and left me out here. But then when the Lord then lovingly comes back to him and says, I'm going to go with you. Go in the strength that you have and I will be with you. Then Gideon says, but God, how can I do it? I'm the least. What do I have to offer? What, what is it that I have? And God then comes back again and says, but I will be with you. I will be with you. That's the key word that we need to understand. As we're beginning to walk by the Spirit, as we're beginning to, to really press in and move by the Spirit more and more in our lives, 
we need to understand He is with us. He is for us. He's not against us. We've got to get that mentality that, that like Gideon of, man, you've forsaken me. We're out, you know, why have you done all this? Where are all your miracles? Where is all the stuff that I've heard about you? We've got to get to a place where we go, God, I know you're with me. I know you're with me. Who am I? I can't do it. Not in my own strength, not in my own mind, but by your spirit. Then we overcome the flesh and begin to walk in the Spirit like Gideon did when the Lord said he would go with him. So let's read on down and see what takes place next. In verse 17 of Judges chapter 6. It says, And he said to him, If now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign that is you who speak with me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present And said it before you. And he said, I will stay till you return. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes from an ephod of flour. The meat that he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot. And brought them to him under the terebinth and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock. And pour the broth over them. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes and fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes and the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is peace. To this day, it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abyssalites. That, my, that night the Lord said to him, Take your father's bull and the second bull seven years old and pull down the altar of Baal that your father has and cut down the Asherah that is beside it and build an altar to the Lord your God on, t- on the top of the stronghold there. Here, with stones laid in due order. Then take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah that you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and the men of the town to do it by day, he did it by night. When the men of the town rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down and the Asherah beside it was cut down and the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. And they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And after they had searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the town said to Joash, Bring out your son that he may die. For he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal? Or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him contend for himself. Because his his altar has been broken down. Therefore, on that day, Gideon was called Jerubbaal. 
That is to say, let Baal contend against him because he broke down his altar. Now all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east came together and they crossed the Jordan and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon and he sounded the trumpet and the Abyssalites were called out to follow him and he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh. And they too were called out to follow him and he sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali. And they went up to meet them. Then Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have said, behold, I am laying a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early next morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung enough dew from the fleece to fill a bowl with water. Then Gideon said to God, Let not your anger burn against me. Let me speak just once more. Please let me test just once more with the fleece. Please let it be dry on the fleece only, and on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, and it was dry on the fleece only, and on all the ground there was dew. Now I read through a lot of passage, okay? But I want you to get the full picture of where Gideon is. The angel of the Lord has come to him and spoken to him and talked to him and and is telling him that he wants to use him to defeat the Midianites. He wants to use him to free Israel from their oppression. And Gideon is like, who am I? I'm I'm the weakest. I, I can't do all these things. And so my second point is this. We will still have doubts. Gideon had, let let me just make this clear. The angel of the Lord that he's talking about there was Jesus. That's why he was afraid he was going to die. It wasn't any old angel that came to him. This is where God himself came down to speak to Gideon. And he had a direct word from the Lord that day to go. And yet, Gideon had doubts. Gideon had so many doubts in his life. He, he just, And I believe that one of the biggest obstacles to us walking by the Spirit is doubt. We will many times doubt if the voice we are hearing is really the Spirit. Gideon was wondering whether it was really God or not. He wanted proof that it was God speaking to him. That's why he went in and got the food and he brought it out to the man and he gave it to him. And then when he saw that food consumed with fire from the rock. I mean, yeah, hello. I've never seen rocks catch on fire. I've never seen a rock burn up food before. I've seen food get burned up before, but not by a rock. And yet Gideon hears the word of the Lord again to tell him what to do and where to go and how to, how to defeat. And he's like, okay, God, I still, I, I, I'm still struggling with this. I need to know this is you. 
And so he says, I got this fleece and I'm going to lay it out on the ground. And in the morning when I get up, I want it to be wet and the ground to be dry. Now, I don't know about you, but many times I'm kind of afraid to put out one of those kinds of fleeces. Because of my doubts. Even then, I'm just like, I don't know if God's going to do this for me. I don't know whether he'd tell me by me putting out this flea. You know, is it going to happen? You know, uh, maybe somebody came by in the night and stuck it in some bottle of water and stuck it back out there, you know. or You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can come up with all kinds of things. And so in the morning when he gets up and that fleece is out there and he wrings it out and he fills a bowl full of water, he's like, hmm, that's great, but I still don't know. I still don't know. I, man, God, can you, can you do just one more thing for me? But I, here's the, the important part that I want you to see. God does not say, enough, Gideon. Stop messing around and get out there and do what I've called you to do. He doesn't get mad at Gideon. He doesn't get upset with Gideon. He doesn't get frustrated with Gideon. He says, okay, I'll show you again. You see, God is that way with us. He is patient. He is loving. He is kind. He's he's willing to work with us until we come to that place where we're willing to say, yes, Lord. He's willing to wait. He's willing to work with us because he knows our hearts. He knows down deep we want to say yes, but those doubts are still there pressing on us and pushing on us. I want to encourage you to be like Gideon and ask if you're not sure, if you don't know, if you're just still in that place where you just can't decide, is this God? Is this what God really wants me to do? Is this what he's really said? Is this the spirit speaking or is this my flesh? Is this something? Ask God. Don't be afraid. He's not scared of your doubts. He's not going to get mad at you. He is going to work with you until you come to that place where you're willing to submit to Him. You know, walking by the Spirit can be very scary at times. What Gideon was hearing God say was really scary. He wasn't in leadership. He wasn't in a place of authority. He wasn't... He was the least of the least of his tribe and nobody knew who he was. He was hiding in a wine press, threshing out wheat so he couldn't be seen by the the marauders that were coming to steal their food. And I mean, this guy had some fear issues going on in his life. And then God comes and says, you're a mighty warrior. Go defeat the enemy. He's like, who, what, me? What are you talking about? I don't even own a sword. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's probably thinking, what are you talking about, God? And so he had these doubts. He had these fears. He had all these things. 
But he heard the word of the Lord and he was willing to ask God to show it to him, to reveal it to him, to make it clear to him. And God did. And he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. If you you will step out, it just takes a little bit of faith to step out and say, God, show me. Reveal it to me. Let me know this is what you want me to do. Man, he he will come through every time, I promise you. I promise you, every time he'll come through. There have been many times that I have questioned whether it was really, whether I was really hearing the voice of God or not, the voice of the Spirit. I've had, I've put out my own conditions. Janice has a story of when we, we were first coming back to a relationship with the Lord, first coming back to that place where I had fallen away and we had gotten married. We had our child. We, were, we knew things weren't right. We knew we weren't in the right place. And we were trying to figure out, God, what do you want us to do? We know you want us to come back, but what do you want us to do? And I, I shared with Janice that we were visiting my parents who were living in Raleigh, North Carolina at the time. We were living in New Bern, Tennessee at the time. And, and I, I was, we were driving back, and I shared with her. I said, God, I, I really think God wants us to move to Raleigh, North Carolina. I had a good job. I had everything lined up. We were, you know, everything was going great for us. We were right on a track to where I felt like we wanted to be. And God said, no, I want you to come and go to Raleigh. And he had already been speaking to Janice. But she wasn't really wanting to hear it. Yeah, I know. Her mom and her dad were totally against us going over there. They thought if we moved over there, we were going to go to a cult. Literally. They said that. Okay? So, I mean, we were, we were in a place of going, what do we do? And Janice says, okay, if we're going to do this, then I got a list. This is what God's got to do. This, 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 and this. And she listed them off as we were driving down the road from Raleigh to Newburn, Tennessee, which is a long drive. So we had a long time to talk about it and to pray and to really talk and to just. And by the time we had gotten from Raleigh back to Newburn, God had revealed to us how every one of those things that she had listed could happen. Every one of them. And I went back to my job that next week, and I resigned. And we packed up everything we owned, and we moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. God is not afraid of our doubts. He's not afraid of when we're in that place where we're just like, God, you know, I know we want to serve you. We want to do, right? But I just don't know how. I don't know what to do. And we listed off those things, and God met every single one of them. Things that would have been impossible for us to think up on our own. He showed us how that could happen, how this could happen, how this could take place. And even her parents were willing and open for us to go because it was God. And that's where I want to get you guys to understand God can do those things. And he's not afraid of us asking. When we begin to walk by his spirit, when we begin to say, okay, God, 
I'm gonna, I want to do this. I want to do what you're asking me to do. But Lord, I just need some confirmation. I just need something to show me that this is the right thing. I need to know this, this, and this. He'll say, okay, I'll show you. This is how it can happen. He'll do it for us. And I believe he'll do it every time. If we ask and we have faith to believe. Because our hearts have to be in the right position. Amen? If you're trying to prove that he can't do it, that's a different place. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to have a belief that he can do it. And then when you do that, by faith, everything will come into line. Let's read on a little bit more down into chapter 7. As we look at the next point. In chapter 7, it says then, Jerubal, uh, um, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Harad. And the camp of Midian was north of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, the people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into your hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, my own hand has saved me. Okay. Gideon's afraid to go and do what God's called him to do. Gideon finally decides he's going to do it. He calls all the troops together, and God says, the people with you are too many. I don't know about you, but if I'm going into battle, there is not too many ever. There's never going to be too many people. I mean, I'm going to be like, uh, what do you mean there's too many? There's too many of us? So God's now testing Gideon. Amen? Now, therefore, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Then 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. The Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Take them down to the water and I will test them for you there. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, shall go with you. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink, and the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouths, was three hundred men. But all the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men who lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. And let all the others go every man to his home. So the people took provisions in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent them all, uh, set all the rest of the Israel, every man to his tent, but retained the three hundred men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. My next point is this. In the natural, it might not make sense. When you are following the Spirit, in the natural, it might not make sense. Let me put it this way. It's not going to make sense. 
Every time the Spirit has really spoken to me to do something that I know was God speaking do this, it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I'd be like, oh God, are you sure that's what you want us to do? There was a time back when I first became the senior pastor here, back in about 2007, we were struggling to make the bills. Things were, were financially in a bad shape. And I was praying about it and saying, God, you know, what can we do? What, what is it that needs to happen here so where we can, we can get free from this burden of the debt? What do we need to do to get free from this burden of the debt? And he spoke to me very clearly. He said, if you'll give away to people and ministries in your community, then I will take the burden of the debt off of you. That makes no sense. I sat there and I said, wait, wait a minute, God. <laughs> I'm already asking the people to give as much as they can to help us make the bills. And now you want me to ask them for more so that we can give to somebody else. Is that right? Yes. I'm like, okay. So I don't understand. This makes no sense. What are you talking about? And he's like, if you'll do it, I will take the burden of the debt off of you. That year, we got pledges from people in this church, and we gave almost $2,000 a month away to people. Four different ministries, $500 a month in this community. And by the end of that year, God had changed things around. Financially, we were getting more. The debt, we were able to restructure to get our payment down like more than $2,000 a month. Everything changed. The whole atmosphere of the church began to change. We went from this Oh, woe is me, we can't do anything. We, we can't do ministry because we don't have any money. We're having to put it all into the debt. We just can't do, we can't do, we can't do. Went from, look what God is doing. Look what God can do. And we began to do that, and it's by His Spirit. This wasn't by my faith. This wasn't by my ability. This wasn't by my strength. Because... I am a business-minded person, and it made no sense. It made no sense. I'm like, I can ask him for more for the debt, can't I? Can, can we not do that? No, you need to give it away. I'm like, hmm. you know, it didn't make sense. But that's how God works. So many times with us, if we, He wants us to have faith in Him and Him alone. So once Gideon had received this word from the Lord for himself and had complete faith that God was leading him, this man of faith had just arisen and was ready to go into battle. He had blown the trumpet all across the land and brought in all the soldiers that he could find. He got in 32,000 soldiers. I'd feel fairly good about that. Except for the fact that when we read on down to the next portion of the passage, we see that the enemy was like the sands of the sea. 
So many camels you couldn't count them. And then you're going like, well, at least we got 32,000. Okay, God, you, yeah, you, can, you can do great things with 32,000 soldiers. I know you can. I, I, I believe in you. I still have faith. Okay, God, we're going to do this. And God says, nope, you got too many. And Gideon says, okay, um, so what do I do? He says, tell all those that are scared to go home. this is not a Braveheart moment. You know, he's not riding through the troops. Hey, let's go. We can do it. We can do it. No, he's like, hey, if you're scared, go home. And sure enough, two-thirds of his army say, yep, I'm going home to mama. I'm not going to fight this thing. I've seen how many are down there in that valley. I don't want any part of this. We're just going to go down there and die. I'm, I'm going home. And so they left. So Gideon still has 10,000. 10,000 is still a decent number. I mean, you know, 10,000 is a lot of people. You know, so Gideon's still got this faith and ready to go. And okay, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but 10,000, surely we can defeat them with that because you're with us. And God says, nope, you got too many still. He dwindles it all the way down to 300. 300. And you're like, God, this makes no sense. You sure you didn't mean I needed to keep the 9,700? <laughs> I mean, you know, this doesn't make any sense. But God's not going to make sense most of the time when you're walking by the Spirit, when you're being led by His Spirit, He's going to ask you to do things, to step out into things that make absolutely no sense. But we have to do it by faith. We have to do it by faith. So let's read on down and see what takes place after this. In verse 9 through 22, it says, That same night the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with uh, Pura, your servant. Now, God knows that Gideon's still struggling. Right? I mean, he says, look, I'm going I'm to go with you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure the enemy is defeated. But if you're still afraid... I got something else to help your faith. Man, our God is such a great God, isn't He? He's so faithful to us. He knows when we're struggling. He knows when we're afraid. He knows when we we struggle with the doubts and all the things that come in our flesh. And you shall hear, in verse 11, you shall hear what they say, and afterward your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Purah, his servant, to uh, the outposts of the camp, army, armed men who were in the camp. And the Midianites and the Malachites and all the people of the east lay along the valley like locusts in abundance. And their camels were without number, as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance." When Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. 
And he said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and behold, a a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. And his comrade answered, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian and all the camp. And as soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped and he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into their hands and all of them, of all of them, and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. When they had just set the watch and they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands, then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held in their left hands the torches and in their right hands the trumpets to blow. And they cried out, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon! Every man stood in his place around the camp and all the army ran. They cried out and fled. When they blew the 300 trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade and against all the army. And the army fled as far as Beth Shittah toward Zerah, as far as the border of Abel Mahola by Tabith. Here's what I want you to get from this. The Lord fights our battles. The Lord fights our battles. If if we will listen to the Holy Spirit and follow His directions in faith, then great and mighty, then the great and mighty God of all the universe will come and fight for us. He will fight for us. What the Lord told Gideon to do made absolutely no sense. He didn't tell them to get swords. He didn't tell them to have anything in their hand. They didn't have spears. Nothing. They didn't even get a knife to carry. They had a pot with fire in it, and they had a trumpet in their hand. They smashed the pots, and they blew some trumpets. And they were defenseless in their own strength. They were defenseless in their own strength. We need to understand that. You know, in my own strength, I can't do it. The enemy is out there and he is is prowling around trying to destroy. And he is strong. But our God is stronger. In my own strength, I couldn't do it. There is no way. To lead this church, to to take us where God has taken us, to a place where we're giving almost 20% of our 20, more than 20% of our income to missions and outreaches. I couldn't do that. But God can. 
To come to a place where we're able to financially be able to do what we need to do and we're out doing more ministry than we've ever done before and reaching people and seeing people want into the kingdom and all these things I couldn't do in my own strength. But by obeying the Spirit and following after what He told me to do, He came and fought the battle for us. And He will do it in your life as well. If you will just pray and ask Him, speak to me and show me. Show me what your direction is. Show me what you want from me, O oh God. Listen to that spirit and begin to do it, to follow after him. You go ahead and come, Pastor Warren. You know, too many tr- times we try to fight our battles in a way that makes sense to us. Amen? We try to fight our battles in a way that makes sense to us. We figure if, if it makes sense to us, then it must be how God wants to do it. Right? Am I, am I the only one? Okay, I mean, we, we think, okay, God, this is how you're going to do that, and this is how you're going to do that. And so that's how we pray, and we say, okay, God, I know you want to do this, and you're going to do it this way, right? But as we're, we went through the P3 training and we're continuing to do some of that, we learned that, you know what, it's more about me coming and saying, God, what do you want to do? What are you praying? What are you saying? What is it that you want to do and how do you want to do it? And when we come and we begin to hear Him speak clearly to us, I want you to go and do this. It it changes everything around. God could have sent a plague to wipe out the enemy. Wouldn't have been a big deal. He could have set a natural disaster like a flood to run down through that valley and just wash them all away. He could have done that. My God's able to do anything. He could have done any number of things, but he wanted to do it in a way that would build the faith of Gideon and the whole nation with him. And that's more what God is looking for is how can I help them to believe in me more? To trust in me more? To to rely upon me more? That's why when He tells us to do things, most of the time it's like, that's crazy. Because I have to then give up what I think and trust Him and rely upon Him. So today as we conclude this service, I want to ask you to spend some time today in prayer. And I want to pray for some of you that have been fighting some battles. But you've been fighting them more in the natural than in the spiritual. I want to pray for you that God will speak to you how He wants to defeat the enemy in your life. Because that's what it takes, folks. That's how we walk by the Spirit. That's when He he told me, by my Spirit this year, that's what He's talking about. Is you're not going to do it in your own strength. You're not going to do it in your own ability. But when you come to a place and you submit to His will and to His Spirit and say, God, what do you want to do to defeat this enemy? He'll speak it. And then I want to pray that God will give you the faith to step out in that. To step out in that. 
Just like Gideon did, you may have to put a few fleeces out there. You may have to have God reaffirm it to you, confirm it several times. That's okay. As long as your heart is, God, I want your will. I want your will to be done and not mine. So this morning, I'm going to ask the ministry leaders, if you would, to just come up around the front here and be ready to just pray with some folks. If you're here this morning and you're, you're just, you're at this point where you're just not sure you've got a battle that's going on and you know that it's coming or you're right in the middle of it and everything seems to be going wrong and you need God to come in and fight that battle for you. And today, I want him to be able to speak to you. This is how I'm going to do that. This is how I want to do that. Will you trust me? And then pray that you have the faith to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, like Gideon finally did. And to trust him even when he makes it harder and more difficult for you to trust him. Continue, continue to trust him and have faith in him until it happens. So this morning, if you're, if you're wanting prayer for a situation, if you're in that place where you just know, hey, I, I really want to step out. I really want to step out in faith and believe God for greater things in my life. I want you to just come and, and, and have prayer. If, if you're there and you're just saying, you know what, I just, want to, I just want to spend time with God and just hear Him speak to me clearly what it is in my life. Find that place of prayer, whether it's right there in your seat or at the altar or uh, walking around the room. I don't care, but let's just spend some time with Him and let Him speak to us this morning, okay? And they're going to sing a song this morning that I think is most appropriate. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It's by His Spirit. Amen. Just move out as they begin to sing this morning. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Oh, this is how you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, this is how I fight my This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it's, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Surrounded by you, it may look like I'm surrounded. 
not by their might, not by their own strength. God, speak clearly as you did to Gideon, Lord God, to, to their life, to their situation, to what you're wanting to do in them and through them. God, you have so much planned for us, so much that you want us to do, so much that you want to do through us. So Lord, I'm asking you to speak clearly, Lord, to each voice. 
each person right now by your voice. And Lord, then give us the faith to step out. Lord, to realize it's you're not afraid of our doubts. You're not afraid of our, our worries, concerns, or fears. But God, you want us to have faith in you. And Lord, I'm just asking you now to just give them that supernatural faith to rise up, to be a Gideon, to be a one who trusts and relies upon you for all things. God, who'd be willing to go to battle against a, a, a throng of, of warriors with 300 men. God, to do the crazy, crazy thing that you're calling them to do. Lord, I just know that this year, Lord, you're going to do mighty things through us as a church. God, corporately, but also individually. Because, God, there are things that you want people right here, right in this place today to do, that you've spoken to them. God, those words that they have heard today, God, let them step out in faith. They need to ask for a fleece, God, let them ask for that fleece. Lord, God, give them what they need to have that faith to step out and defeat the enemy. To have the victory. Lord, we just thank you this morning, God, for what you've spoken to us. And just help us to walk, walk in that today. To walk by your Spirit. To be led by your Spirit. In all things we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I just pray that you will walk by his Spirit. By his Spirit. Not by your own strength. Not by your own mind. But by his Spirit. He's going to do great and mighty things. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.